And we are live. JT here. Welcome to The Huddle. The Huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. It's to learn more about their journey to greatness. Why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. I want to take a moment to thank you. Whether you are watching on YouTube or on Facebook, whether you're listening to the audio on the podcast, thank you so much for being here with me and my special guest today. And here's my friendly reminder to you. The mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. So my challenge to you is to go all in on this conversation, to remove any distractions and get laser focused on the here and the now. And I guarantee you, you will gain a valuable nugget of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. I've been looking forward to my conversation with my special guest. Uh, before we kicked off, pun intended, uh, I was mentioning to him how he's always been someone who, you know, I've wanted to have a conversation with in the huddle. And I just felt like there's so much lived experience, uh, so much wisdom that he's gained that I just wanted to be able to, to learn from, from all his journey. Uh, my guest in the huddle today is currently serving at, as the head coach of St. Mary's University Huskies football program. My guest in the huddle today is Coach Steve Sumera. How are you today, Coach? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Before uh, we get rolling here, I just want to take a moment to count my blessings. Uh, for me, this is a daily practice. Uh, some days I do it better than others, but I do find the days where I'm most intentional with counting my blessings, I do find those days are a little bit more joyful, a little bit filled with more love, joy, and peace. And I'm a big believer, the biggest blessing you can give anyone is your time and energy. So thank you again for blessing me with some of your time and energy today here, Coach. I was saying right back at you. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious. I always like to start off with something fun. Um, I, as I like to remind others and remind myself, uh, life is a game and games are supposed to be fun. I'm curious, uh, is there an interesting fact? You know, I had a coaching colleague that said, we all have these things that make us unique and different, so celebrate them. So uh, is there an interesting fact that maybe a lot of people don't know about you that you'd be open to sharing with our community? Interesting. Um, I have a, a real love of tennis and Roger Federer being the main driving force behind that. So just the uh, longevity that he was able to do it with uh, the grace and the, uh, his level of competency on that court. It just looks so effort that uh, that is my that's my guy. Hey, I, oh, I love it. I love uh, I love that you brought in another sport. Right. And it sounds like it's, you know, uh, him being a model of consistency. Right. Longevity. Yes. I'm curious, has tennis always been a love or is this something that you sort of developed a little bit later in your journey? No, I guess I always, you know, when I was a kid, I took lessons and, and played and a bit and not of any level of significance or anything, but always enjoyed it. You know, Wimbledon from 
the beginning of time, you know, I guess I date myself when I remember watching the McEnroe Borg uh, epic battles. And that probably as much as anything drove uh, drove it. I was a big Chris Everett fan and her battles with uh, Martina Navratilova. And mm -hmm. it just it's that, you know, when you're playing tennis compared to a sport like football, you are literally putting yourself out there and you're on you're out there on display for all to see and you have to perform and uh, i'm always intrigued by those that can consistently perform mm -hmm. yeah i love that I, I love that share and uh you, you provided me some great reminders of i remember those days in tennis and uh, i remember just yeah there there was a good it was a good time for the sport uh, so I'm curious, you know, one of the unique things about your journey is, as I was sort of reflecting on your journey and preparing for our conversation, I started to realize that you've been doing this at a high level for many years, right? Like you, you know, you were part of, you know, some great teams uh, in the uh, 90s and early 2000s and at, at St. Mary's, right? Uh, again, I, I still remember those days fondly uh, during my own youth sport career. Um, and then you transitioned to Carleton to, to leading that program, its resurgence. Um, then you, you know, started to lead the junior national team. Now you're back at St. Mary's. So I'm curious, you know, very diverse path, but it seems like you've always been in these opportunities where you've been helping to build, you know, something new. Right. So I'm curious, what has been the biggest life lesson that you've taken from sport in, in your many diverse experiences? Hmm, that's interesting because it's, uh, you know, there's so many things that uh, that you learn. It, you know, you're, you're constantly learning daily in these uh, in these roles. Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, and we we started preaching this in our, when I got to St. Mary's again, and it, it's been a reflection of what's happened in the past. It's communication, responsibility, and trust. And I feel like those three words have, I didn't find them early in my career, even though I think we believed in them, we didn't really state it. But as I've gone along, uh, it's really become very apparent that to me, these are the most important things we can do. When you're recruiting somebody, do they communicate back? Are they a good communicator? You know, you have to apply to uh, school. Are you responsible enough to do that? Once those happen and we have trust built, that's the successes that has happened in the past. It's been based off of trust within that whole entire group from players to staff to coaches. And uh, I would say that's been my biggest takeaway over the years that wow these things as simple as that may be have really shaped the path that I'm taking even today I love that and I, I again I love that like you were mentioning the simplicity of that right communication responsibility trust uh so it sounds like for you it's really about developing the leader within, right? Whether it's yourself, whether it's your other coaches, you know, your players, right? Um, what have you noticed? Like, because again, it's interesting in, in our world of high performance sport, we sometimes, you know, measure success in terms of wins and losses on scoreboard, which is great. It's one metric. Right. But what have you yeah. noticed as you really emphasize sort of like this leading from the inside out? The amount of people that when given a little bit of that, you can do it um, approach, how many have 
taken off in their in their lives and have had success. Like to your point, I think a lot of times we look at success as wins and losses, how many players have gone on to the CFL and all those things. But you know, we're talking about anywhere from 85 to uh, to 110 players, and they're not all going to follow that same path. And it's it's that path of, you know, are they better people? Are they are they a contributing member to society? Are they good, you know, fathers, you know, husbands, whatever whatever path that that follows? Have they? progressed in that uh in that world and i would say those are the things that i equate to success with um with coaching if i can see the growth of those guys and and a lot of that has to do with the fact that i love coaching the university student athlete you know they they have a you know they're still developing they're still looking for their path but when they get there uh, and the light bulb goes on, you know, you're, you know, you've had some small piece in that. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, and, and again, you know, it sounds like for you, a big driver is just around that, those, those light bulb moments, right? Those aha moments where all of a sudden it's like, they get it. Right. And anyone that spent any time in education, teaching, coaching, you know, or working with people, they realize like, that's a special moment. So, so I'm curious, what brought you back to St. Mary's? Um, you know, again, you've, you've had an interest, you know, you've had a very diverse, taking lots of different places, success at provincial, national, international levels. What sort of, why did you feel called to come back home? Yeah, it, it, that's a great question. Um, and one that I, I, I'm not sure if I ever envisioned. Uh, it, it probably, it didn't end the way I wanted it to end, if I can say it in a nice, in a nice yeah. way. Um, and then, but there was always this draw, like Halifax is my home. You know, I did go to St. Mary's. I went to St. Avax, but I did go to St. Mary's. I coached here. Um, I always felt like there was, uh, this place is just a, a gem in that when people do get here and see it, it's like, wow, like there's a lot of excitement here. Um, but I never really envisioned myself coming back. And, you know, there's a piece in this story that's probably lost is that when I left Carleton, I went to UBC for four months. And, you know, Blake and I were getting back to coaching together, which we hadn't done in uh, oh, a long time. I, I couldn't even know the years, but whatever it was. And we were having a blast and then I, you know, the call sort of came that, hey, are you interested? And I was like, oh boy. And and I asked a lot of tough questions, like, are you sure you want me back? You know, is this? And but literally, the minute I walked in the door, I was like, yeah, this is where I should be. This is where I belong. And you know, it's been a year; it's just flown by. But I've already seen you know, sort of the progress that we're making in the program uh, and and outside the program within the community and all those things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and happy to be back for sure. I feel like this is definitely home, uh, not just where I'm from, but home at St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. I love that, right? And, and you could definitely, you know, you could definitely feel like as you were sharing there, you could feel kind of there was something, you know, you, you can't necessarily you know, 
it's not something tangible. It's like a feeling where you kind of just felt like, I feel like I, I could take this thing to the next level. And, and, it, and why it resonates with me is I know when I left teaching and education, you know, I left sport for two and a half years. And I remember it was my wife after a conversation, she said, you realize like when you talk to high quality athletes and coaches, like it's just different. Like there's, she's like, right. what you're doing is great, but there's something different. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, I know you talked, you know, a few minutes ago about this really emphasizing those core pillars around communication, yeah. responsibility and trust. What has it been like as you have been helping to build this next iteration of St. Mary's football? Like what, what has, what has that process been like for you in the last year? Uh, challenging at times to say the least. Um, and, and also really rewarding because I'm, I'm seeing a shift, you know, and again, you, you always have to be very careful of what, what you say because of what was before and after and all those things. Like I say, I'm a placeholder. At some point there was people before me and there'll be people after me. And, and my job is to kind of, you know, develop these student athletes, protect the brand and, and kind of go from there. But I, I would say the the rewarding piece that I've gotten the most out of is <clears throat> having this student athlete who I didn't know a year ago feel comfortable enough to walk in the office and sit down and have a conversation about anything, life, school, you know, the game last night, whatever the case may be. And, and to be able to see that uh, communication piece start to open up that now there's trust starting to form. And, and this is what I told the, our team at the end of the season. I go, we've done a really good job in our communication. Being responsible is going to take time, mm -hmm. um, but we don't have trust yet. We need the off season. You, you need to see how I'm going to treat you in the off season uh, for you guys to really gain trust. And, and it's interesting because there's always in every program those who are always the naysayers. Well, it's funny how they're not here anymore. And those who have bought into what you're selling are here. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's the that's been the biggest exciting piece for me. Well, that's interesting, right? Like what what I really heard from you there was again, like those 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 little uh moments that really show how. Like you said, the communication is improving. The responsibility, it takes time, like all great things. But then those yeah. moments where they come into your office, the student athletes, and they just, maybe it's to talk football, maybe it's to talk about life, maybe it's to talk about relationships. But just those moments are those wins that show that the trust is, be those bridges of trust are being built. And yes. that's has to happen before those aha moments, before you can actually put them in a situation to be successful on the field. 100%. And I think, you know, we had a couple wins last year where the year before and the year before they didn't. So there was this, oh, wow, we're, you know, we're great. We're this and that. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a process. We're not measuring ourselves on wins or losses. We're measuring ourselves on this process and this progress that we're taking um, even this year. You know, what is the first thing that everybody asks a coach? you know, how's your team going to be, you know, are you guys going to win this year? And it's like, I don't know. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I said, I feel like we've taken great strides. 
oh, well, you had a good time. You know, you improved last year, so you're going to improve. But sometimes, like anything, and, and I use the old implementation dip, it, you're going to grow, 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 grow. But you get to that saturation point, you're going to have a bit of a dip before you continue to go up. And are we are we at that point? I'm not sure yet. Uh, I know I'm excited because we brought in some some new pieces to add, how they're going to mix and mold with the the veteran guys, some new coaches. It just it there's an air of excitement around mm-hmm. this program. And <clears throat> I'm excited to see how it's all going to come together. But I'm still in the process base, not in the outcome base yet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I love, and again, I love how you highlight that idea. You know, it's it's funny. It's one of the biggest cliches in sport, right? Like trust the process. And, and I love your openness, right? And you talk about being a, a great communicator when people ask you, yeah, yeah you're going to win one. Huh? We'll see, right? And, it, you know, so I love that that requires, right? A certain level, of, as you know, a certain level of common confidence in your own skin that, hey, we're in the process of figuring this thing out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're right. And I... You know, sometimes I get uh, uh, some friends of mine who I coach with will be like, man, some, you know, you don't always have to be that honest and open. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. It's just, it's my nature. And sometimes I just, hey, you know what? They're better than us. And we need to get better. We need to do a better job coaching. We, you know, was our preparation good? And mm-hmm. I think that's why I've been able to stay in it as long as I have is because self-reflection and openness to hear what other people are saying Mm -hmm. not just going oh what we're doing is right i have no idea and even when you win it doesn't necessarily mean it was perfect and you still need to reassess and evaluate and you know that's what i like about the game i like going to talking to people i like you know, when we're at the Canada Cup and East West Bowl, I was running around asking guys, well, what are you doing with your no huddle? And, you know, I talking to 10 coaches and taking notes and, you know, and I sometimes you see young guys who are like, well, I've seen this and I think I know. And it's like, oh, you, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. No, I love that. And I, and I appreciate you sharing. Um, one of the unique things about my journey is I was always the proverbial baby on my coaching staff. I was always on coaching staff where I was the youngest chrono. There's people far more experienced with far more lived experience, but it sort of taught me that idea of like approaching every situation, every coach with like, what can I learn from them? Like, I, I want to like, what makes them successful? How have they been able to do it? So I'm curious, how important has that self-reflection piece, that openness to learning from every situation, every person, how important has that been for you along your journey? Oh, probably the most important for me. And that's, uh, I like the fact that um, there, I just always look at it as I don't want to be the smartest and I'm never the smartest person in the room. I, I, no matter who's in the room, Probably I'm going to get a nugget to to your piece of uh, of something from that person, whatever it may be. Maybe it's uh, a word. Maybe it's the way they communicate it. Maybe it's um, a play. Maybe it's a system. Maybe it's a philosophy. One of the guys, um, and he's in the news today uh, a lot right now, is uh, is Dave Smart. And um, 
when I was at Carleton, I probably learned more about coaching from Dave Smart than I have from anybody else. And, you know, even though they're different sports and, and you know, sometimes there's things that he could do that I couldn't do just based on, you know, how many players he had to what we have and the coaching staff, just how he approached um, recruiting, how he approached his players, how he had um, he liked some conflict, you know, he didn't always want to have the, yeah, yeah, we're all on the same page. Like, you know, you got to have it mixed up a little bit. So you do get challenged. And, and I was like, you know what, that's great. And I tell my guys all the time, like, if I can't explain it, or if I'm not selling it, then it's garbage, then let's, let's reflect on what we just said, and why we're trying to do and move on. And that was a big piece coming here is that there was some coaches that I have coached with in the past that came back on staff and there was just that instant chemistry, but there's people in the room that don't know our history and we would get into full blown arguments and they're like, Oh my, but there's some people I've known for 30, 40 years. And that's what we want. We wanted to challenge each other to make sure we were making ourselves better. Mm. I love again your willingness, right, to to surround yourself with you know different thoughts, different ideas, you know people from different perspectives, and and it's interesting the self reflection piece. You know, uh, I had the opportunity to speak with Coach Lake in in the huddle uh, a couple months ago, and you know he talked about the same thing of that being a core pillar in his life. So I'm curious from your perspective. I, I feel like we live in an interesting time here, right, where. Yeah. Our world is sort of designed to just feed us more of, you know, people that think the way we do, dress like the way we do, uh, that believe the same things, that, you know, earn the same money, that go to the same jobs, that shop at the same places. But as I always often share, like, there's power in the ability to, like, to be open to diversity of thought. Um, I'm curious from your perspective, do you think that that is something that has been lost in this day and age? Like, do you think it's something that we can teach people like in today's world, or do you think the world is sort of just designed like the whole idea of diversity of thought is just such a big problem now. It is a problem and it, people are scared to ask questions, you know, like the first thing I do with the players is I bring them in and I, you know, what's your background, where are you from? You know, I, I want to know what they and how they became who they are from their past and their history. And, and I'm always intrigued, like, you know, where are you from? And, oh, I'm, you know, this and, and you know, I, I'll use this example. Um, we used to do uh, a team prayer before every, uh, before every game when I was at Carlton. Normal thing, we did it at St. Evac, St. Mary's, the whole bit. And, um, and one of my guys, and I won't, I won't mention who it was, was, um, was, half Jewish and I and I didn't know that and you know he would not be considered somebody who would be a, a standard looking stereotypical person so we were talking and he said yeah I'm not necessarily comfortable with that and I was like oh wow I didn't know and so open dialogue allowed us to go hey guys this is actually something that you know doesn't fit with our diversity and all of that within our within our program so 
we stopped doing that. It, we provided opportunities for people to do what they what they like within their own um, religious backgrounds, but we didn't make it sort of a team thing uh, because I wanted to share to the guys that, hey, everybody has their own backgrounds and their own beliefs. And, uh, you know, I don't want to squash that. I want to actually embrace that. This person does this. That person believes in this. This is all great. But as a collective group, this is how we work together. Mm. You know, it's interesting as you share that, you know, it, it reminds me of just the simplicity of, of the importance of practicing a little bit of patience and understanding with others. And, and just that sort of willingness to ask a question and actually listen to gain understanding of why people feel a certain way, why they believe so. And it's only through those and those conversations, as you know, are not always easy, right? Yeah. Um, but I find that when you when we do sort of challenge ourselves to have those conversations, that it's only then can you actually create a path to move forward together. Agree. And, you know, it, you have to be careful in today's day and age, because you're not supposed to ask questions, you're not supposed to. But you know, I guess I, I'm still the believer that if I don't know, the only way I'm going to know is if I ask. And, you know, hopefully going back to, I keep throwing these same words out, yeah. through our communication and responsibility, there'll be that trust that that mm -hmm. person will share back to me. Hey, yeah, this is what, you know, what we believe in, what we don't do. And so with that, it's, it's, you know, it, it you walk a fine line when you have those conversations, um, and uh, but it really is until we're never going to grow as people and have an understanding of everybody else and what they're going through until you ask, until we are willing to communicate and, and, and have those conversations. Mm -hmm. I love that. And um it reminds me of, of um, something uh, Coach Darrell Adams, ha you know, shared with me last last summer in the huddle, and he talked about this idea of I, because I was asking like, how do we move forward, right? Like this idea of like equity, diversity, inclusion, like how do we move forward? And he said it's it's really by having these these uncomfortable conversations. But he's like, I wanna I wanna have a conversation with you. I wanna I wanna know why is it that you feel the way you do, believe, and then once you do that, then. Again, you know, to reiterate, like, that's how we move forward. But I, I find it interesting because I think sometimes that message has been lost in today's world where, like you said, it's you just have to be mindful of who you're having those conversations with. Not everyone's as open to having those conversations right now. And that's OK. I agree. And, you know, it, it, I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to ask uncomfortable questions and people are going to tell me uncomfortable answers. But then I can go, oh. Thank you. I appreciate knowing that. And, you know, when you're you're in a sport like football, it's a very divide. It's a diverse sport. You know, we we have kids on our program that speak English and French was their first language. We have kids that are white, black, Muslim, Christian. And, it, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And it's a, a reflection of, of sort of the new Canadian culture that we're that we're that we're in. And so I want these guys to leave here and be confident and comfortable in their own skin to have 
conversations elsewhere, when they walk into a job interview and they see somebody that doesn't look like them across from them, but they're like, no, I've had these conversations before and I'm okay with that. And I can share my story and be confident in my story because it's my story. I love that. And, and I appreciate you, you know, providing me that reminder that, you know, it's, it's not so much the outcome of the conversation, but it's just a willingness, right. To have like, to really approach people with an open heart, you know, uh, first an open mind and an open heart and actually learn about them. And it's by sort of challenging yourself to have that, that that's where, you know, you get to experience more of these beautiful conversations, more beautiful experiences, right. And really get to know people, which really is, that's what this game of life is about. Right, people. No question. And, you know, like I say, uh, I probably have said more dumb things and in in all those conversations, but every time I've learned something from them. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what it's all about? I'm, if I'm not learning from them, well, then shame on me. Yeah. Uh, but I am learning. So I'm okay if I've maybe said something that maybe was not quite exactly the way you're supposed to say it. But the point was, I was trying to get to this outcome of like, hey, like we can actually have these open conversations and we're okay with that. Yeah, I love it. Again, it, it, it sounds like, again, that idea of responsibility, right? Like, you know, sort of putting it on yourself. Um, so I'm curious, again, you've you've had, like I said, a, a, a diverse set of experiences, uh, you know, a wealth of lived experience, right, of of creating success at, at multiple levels uh, of our beautiful game. I'm curious, you know, as, you know, you're also serving as the head coach for the junior national team. Yeah. One of the things I really appreciate about our conversation at the Canada Cup was, you know, we were talking about, like, how do we take this to the next level? Like, how do we really amplify this? And how do we share more of these beautiful lessons that are built in with our game? How do we take this to the next level? So I'm curious, what are your thoughts as we move forward in terms of how do we really grow our game? Yeah. And, you know, the, I would say the number one thing is getting out of our bubbles. And and this is the, and I, I think we shared that. And, and I really struggle with this because, you know, as a, as an employee of St. Mary's University, my job is to, you know, represent St. Mary's and, and think about St. Mary's and, and all that. But the problem is football is, it's spread across many different ages. It's spread across, and it's not like hockey. Hockey has this built-in culture. Everybody kind of knows the path. People don't know the path of football. They come into football very late. Um, and so we become very protective of, oh, I think I've got an answer. You know, I'm sure uh, Greg Marshall at Western's going like, well, we're winning. We've been winning successfully for, you know, 100 years. Like, this is our model. But if you actually sat down and talked to Greg and said, hey, Greg, how would you see sport grow? He actually may not have the same comments that he makes when he's talking about his program when he's talking about the general program and I feel like we as a as a coaching fraternity from minor all the way up through we need to have more of those open conversations more of those situations where it's like okay maybe that doesn't necessarily help my program but 
for the general good of football, it will help. And I, if we can get to that point, which I don't know, it's it's a mind changing thing, but I think we have a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it, and and it, it really comes back to this idea of like creating a culture that's less about competition but more about collaboration, right? And again, you know, you had the opportunity, right? I had the opportunity to listen to you, you know, talk to our team Ontario. U18 program at Red Black and at Canada Cup. And, you know, you talked about this idea of like, it's, this is special. Like this Team Ontario opportunity is giving you a platform to highlight your gifts, your talents and abilities, which could then allow you to represent your country on an international level. And I remember as you shared that, I was thinking, wow, like I'm like, this is great. Like, I love how you're just reminding them, like, this could be a once in a lifetime opportunity to represent your you know, your country, right? So, so I really love how, how, again, you're very focused on, on the big picture and seeing like this, this is a win, win, win. Well, I can tell you this. Um, and, and uh, Jeff Cummins, uh, I'm going to steal, because Jeff, Jeff grew up an American and played, you know, U.S. college and the whole bit. And, and he talked about that proud moment when they we had just uh, beaten Mexico in Mexico City and won the gold medal. And uh, they were playing, you know, oh, Canada. And he goes, my chest was like, yeah, like this is. And, you know, there's a bond that forms within that group that's that's hard to uh, that's hard to break. Like they will always share those moments. And and I feel like like everything that goes on um, in football, sometimes we don't always know what's happening. You know, did all of the kids in Ontario try out for Team Ontario? Well, why didn't they? They should want that opportunity. Why aren't they? And sometimes, you know, people take, you know, there's there's kids that have been given opportunities. Oh, I was going to go to a camp, and I think that's more important. And I'm never, you know, I'm very biased because I'm, you know, I wear this Team Canada hat very proudly. And and I, to me, the most important thing that you'll ever do is to go and represent your country. And if we can get more people understanding that this is really a unique experience that you'll never have again, uh, I think we'll get everybody out. And, and that's the way it should be. You know, I want to be in a situation where it's like, holy crap. How are we going to decide who we're taking, you know, at that point? And that's then I'll know we've taken this to that to that next level of, wow, this is the most important sport. Like if you talk to a hockey player who is of the same age and said, you have a chance to represent Canada at the World Juniors. Would they ever turn that down? And we're not there yet in football. We're just not there yet. And. Uh, it just more conversations, more times getting out, more getting in front of people, more uh, talking about how great this game is. What other game can you have somebody who's 5'5 and somebody who's 6'10 and somebody that's 130 pounds and somebody that's 400 pounds on a field together? Uh, there's no sport as unique as this. And, you know, I, I, I don't think we we brag enough about it. You know, I have parents say, well, my son played hockey. And I said, well, he's going to love football more. And they go, well, 
he kind of does. And I'm like, it's because of the way the camaraderie within the sport. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was on a tangent there. <laughs> no, but it highlights this idea of like experiences, right? Like I was thinking, you know, reflecting back as you were sharing, you know, I was reflecting back on the Canada Cup experience. You know, one of the, the like the coolest parts of watching that journey was, you know, hearing you share about the opportunity to represent your country. I mean, just or whether it was at the U Sport, uh, you know, where the where the athletes had the opportunity to come meet with the different U Sport coaches. Right. And and I think just there, like, yeah, the football is great, but it's really getting them to, you know, maybe plant a seed that gets them to dream a little bit bigger, that gets them to to think a little bigger in their life, that just shows them what could be. And and I find like those are the aha moments that really. I don't know, as cliche as it is, that's what life's about. Yeah, agree. I absolutely agree. And it, that's what gets me, you know, excited about and, you know, what drives you to work every day. And it's like, it's that excitement that there's going to be something new and mm-hmm. who is going to do A or B or what's going to happen or what conversation are you going to have that's going to spark something else. And, it, you know, it's that, you know, people go, well, how long are you going to coach for? And I'm like, there, there's no, it, it's not a job that you just, you know, when your time is up, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like you've lost all of those things that we just talked about, like mm-hmm. the excitement of looking forward to that conversation or that talking about that play or that drill or whatever, when that's gone, mm-hmm. then you go, thank you. You know, yeah, they put me to pasture. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm curious, you know, I, I think we're in an interesting time where I, I find that we have a lot of coaches that are, you know, 20 plus years in that have been in this game for a long time, have lots of lived experience, you know, uh, lots of valuable wisdom to share and pass down. I also find we have a lot of young coaches that are 10 years or earlier that are are seeking guidance, right? And, and like you, I feel a deep responsibility to share, you know, some of you know, my lived experience to pass down some nuggets of wisdom. I'm curious if you could go back and offer yourself at the start of your coaching career, you know, you know, one piece of advice that would help you, you know, based on what you know now, what, what would that piece of, of wisdom be? I would say, well, my funny one is, uh, never be a head coach stay as an offensive coordinator you love coaching stay as an offensive coordinator but um but the reality piece would be um you know continue to be even more open to what's out there and make sure that you've you've spoken to more people like there was opportunities that i probably could have spent more time with this person or that person. But then again, it goes back to, you get sucked into your own bubble and, Oh, I've got to do this and I got to do that. And, and, and you lose those contact things. Uh, one of the unique things that uh, happened during our, uh, our pandemic was we started doing zoom calls, just a group of us uh, in the Carlton's offensive staff talking about football. And we invited somebody and somebody, and soon we were having these every Friday morning, the two hours became three hours. It was all I looked forward to in the week. Like it felt like this was the biggest, but again, it kind of really brought me back to 
to being as a young coach, like just sitting there writing notes, listening to people talk. And, and, you know, I wish, you know, I did it really early, but there was that middle time when, you know, it, it felt like life was busy and it kept getting in the way and you, and you kind of forgot that this is what got you here was all of that. And, you know, I tried to, and after the sort of this pandemic of us doing these things, it got me back thinking like that again. And now, now my mind is, is working like, Hey, you know, zoom calls with people and, you know, sitting down and Hey, how are you doing this? And well, how you run in practice? And, you know, so I think that would be the biggest advice. Don't lose what got you here. Mm, I love that. Again, I love the simplicity of that, right? Like just be open to learning from other people, you know, new situations and, you know, you'll, you'll discover, right? Something. Okay. Uh, So I'm curious, I want to be respectful of your time, coach. Um, If anyone has any questions, you know, they want to learn more about St. Mary's uh, Huskies football. They, They want to learn about the junior national team process. You know, what is the best way people could sort of, uh, if they have any questions or, or want to learn more, what, what would be the best yeah. way for them to do this? So call or call or email either one. I'm uh, as people at my own house will tell you, you answer that phone always. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I can post it. Can I, my number? I don't mind doing that. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll grab that from you uh, after. Okay. I'm more than happy to share. And yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm always open to have conversations about uh, football anytime, anywhere. Uh, you know, I love the question or, uh, you know, the like, hey, what's out there? How can you do? Why are you doing this? Why? And because what I find is if, and I said it earlier, if I can't explain it, I can't defend it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not as good as I once thought it was. <laughs> I, I again, thank you, Coach. And, and why that resonates with me, I, I think back to my, uh, you know, my career in education, where early on, you know, you get asked a question when you're a young teacher, like you, you pretend like you know the answer, even if you don't. But the students, they know you don't know what you're talking about. But as you get more experience, you get more common confidence in your own skills. That you're real. I don't know, but I'm going to work to find you the answer. Yes. So, so thanks for providing true, true. Me that, that reminder. Uh, so coach, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge you for the great man you are, you know, the great husband, the great dad, teacher, coach, mentor, but more importantly, the amazing human being you are. The one thing I've really uh, rediscovered from our conversation is that the passion to be a lifelong learner, to be openness, to learning from other people, uh, other situations is is such a key to living a rich and fulfilling life. So I just want to thank you for uh, providing me with that reminder today. Well, thank you for uh, allowing me to uh, to go on and talk about this. And uh, as you can tell, I I truly do love it. And I thank you for doing these podcasts. This is uh, and YouTube's and what other avenues do we use? I can't even keep track of them all. But the <laughs> fact that you're that you go out there and you share this information just goes back to what we talked about earlier. We need more of these um, avenues to get this information out there. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, I I appreciate your kind words. So folks, Coach Samara dropped so many valuable nuggets of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. 
But as I like to remind you every week in the huddle, knowledge is potential power. It's the consistent and focused application of great knowledge that actually creates great results. So my challenge to you is to take one of these valuable nuggets of wisdom and go apply it to your life today. And as I like to remind you every week in the huddle, you are deserving of greatness. You are worthy of greatness. You are greatness. And my only ask from these conversations, if it resonated with you, if it touched your heart, then please share it with a friend, a teammate, a loved one, or just anyone in your life who you think would benefit from listening to these positive, inspiring, and empowering ideas. The more people we have listening, understanding, and applying these simple principles to their life, the more blessed this world will be. As always, love having these conversations with you in the huddle. Have a blessed rest of your day.